Dear listeners, today I would like to read a passage from the book *The Red-Haired Girl from the Bog*, written by Patricia Monaghan.、Uh, I'm selecting a few paragraphs from one of her chapters, and the reason I'm choosing this chapter, called *Mountains of the Hag*, is because、uh, here. Uh, Patricia talks about place names. How there is a name for every kind of place, and how the names are often the names of the goddess, and the and their folklore, and I think that's the one of the very fascinating things about、uh, Ireland and how、uh, the scenery and the landscape of Ireland is understood by the locals. In this chapter, she also begins with the、uh, the town of Cork, a town in County Galway on the west side of Ireland,、uh, very close to the Burren area. And this is special to me because this is where I have ties with Ireland.、Uh, the first of、uh, my first visit to Ireland was to Cork, and actually, so was my second one to visit my guide, who became my friend. First time I corresponded with my guy Jackie, based out of Gort, was、um, to plan a itinerary. And while in during our discussion, she also told me that many names of places are simply descriptions of the place. She said that many place names in Irish bore the names of fairies, but their meanings are lost in translation. However, many place names in Irish are quite literal, describing simple objects in nature. It tends to be smaller sites such as hills and fields that relate to fairies, rather than the actual settlement site. So that is one way we look at、uh, nature and places themselves, instead of how we build towns and civilizations around it. Now going back to Patricia Monaghan's book,、uh, here is the paragraph that I would like to read from the chapter "Mountains of the Hag." Names defined physical characteristics, provided historical context, evoked myth and poetry. Every slight rise. Every indistinction section of bog has its own name, sometimes more than one. Swimming in that sea of names, I learned that their function was not to provide me navigational assistance, but to anchor the present to the past. Beneath the surface of today's Ireland, all earlier Irelands remain as tantalizingly close as the submerged fairy cities that float beneath the waves. Of the Burren's lakes. Amid this flood of place names, those that evoked goddesses are consistent in one regard. Archaeologist Helen Langan Wood has established that while a hill fort, rath, church, kill, or other human site is rarely named after a goddess, natural features like a mountain, sleeper knock, or lake. Lock, invariably are. The more prominent a natural feature, 
the more ancient its name. Worship of the Kalak. May the state to those primordial Irish, who some thousand years, some six thousand years ago, entered Anima's land. They were not Celts. The word Kalak derives from a lost non-Celtic tongue, most likely that of her original worshippers. The tribe of the Hag named whatever caught their eyes. Leaving the leftovers to the later settlers, layer upon layer, like sedimentary limestone, names accumulated on the Irish landscape. The Calloch is bedrock, or near enough, her name on the highest mountains, evidence of her great antiquity. Sometime in the dim past, those who worshipped the Hag. Saw her in in the land, saw the land as their goddess, and cemented that connection through place names. Although uncounted years have passed since the hag's religion died away, she lives on in the region around Gort. We see her silhouette on Connacolloc, Hag's Head, the most southerly of the cliffs of Mohor. Her personal name, Mal, appears in a nearby town, Milton Malby. The hag's body forms Sleeve Egg, the mountains of the Awful One. She stands up tall upon the stony heights of Sleeve Kalan and Naki Kalanan, both of which mean Hag Mountain. She rests in the gentle valley. Of Glenagallock, Hag's Glen. The unyielding Irish conservatism regarding place names has kept alive an unimaginably ancient harvest goddess, whose aged appearance belies her enormous vigor and prodigious sexual vitality. Like the bird that hides orchids in its grey stones crevices, the Calloch hides the power of youth within her great age. That on page twenty-two and twenty-three of this book, the right-haired girl from the bog, is I think is a great illustration of the subtitle to the book, the landscape of Celtic myth and spirit, where you see mythology in the landscape. Thank you. I'm going to talk next time.